Lately, I have been studying a lot about Russian history. Therefore, today's episode, I decided to do about the Decemberist movement. It all started after the Napoleonic Wars. And at the late... At the late 17th century, or beginning 18th century, well, nobility in Russia... Well, in the late 18th century, early 19th century, nobility in Russia, the nobility in Russia became exposed to the liberal ideas of the West. Catherine the Great had Western education, and during her rule, she adopted a lot of new liberal trends and ideas from the Western empires. Thus, she used the same principles to teach her grandkids, Alexander and Nicholas, who would later become rulers. After Emperor Paul was assassinated, Alexander I assumed the throne. He had a very talented and forward-thinking advisor, Mikhail Speransky, also known as Michael Speransky. Speransky had developed a uniform legal system suggested to create a constitutional regime, economic developments, and had other plans for reorganization of Russian government. However, other court advisors didn't like Speransky's vision of a liberal-style government in Russia. Therefore, in 1812, Speransky was exiled to the Ural Mountains. Meanwhile, the young army officers, who were predominantly from the aristocratic families would now attend the Western universities. Liberal ideas taught at the classes would influence the young minds as well as the experience of prosperity in France. As serfdom was abolished after the French Revolution, people started to develop a strong desire for freedom. The ideas of democracy Human rights and representative government grew stronger. In 1815, Alexander I signed the Constitution of Poland, giving Poland a lot of liberal rights. Young aristocrats were young aristocrats were furious. Poland was granted a constitution, and Russia was not. Military officers quickly organized into secret societies. Some wanted to see Russia to become a constitutional monarchy. Others favored a democratic republic. The Union of Salvation, a northern society, offered a constitution based on, based on social contract. They also argued the Tsar's absolute right to rule. Nonetheless, the ideas were not very radical, and the Union of Salvation expected the Tsar to accept it. On the other hand, the Southern Society offered a more radical ideas. They advocated for a complete abolishment of the monarchy and a complete destruction of the, t- of the Tsarist regime. The Northern Society was based in St. Petersburg, and the Southern Party was established in Kishnev, modern-day Moldova.
The two parties kept on attracting new followers, even though they stayed independent from each other. The tensions between the Tsar and the people continued to grow. It all came to a halt on, in December of 1825. Alexander I died unexpectedly in, according to the old calendar, November, according to us in our new calendar, December of 1826, from typhus fever. I mean, 1825, sorry. He left no direct heir to the throne. Some were hoping that Alexander's brother Constantine would take the throne. He had liberal ideas and people hoped that he would modernize Russia. However, nobody knew that Grand Duke Constantine had no desire to become a czar. And more, moreover, he renounced his right to throne in favor of his younger brother with more autocratic views, Nicholas I. On the day of, of coronation, Nicholas I... The Northern Society refused to swear allegiance to the new monarch. Instead, they were heard chanting, Constantine and Constitution, Constantine and Constitution. Once it became clear that Constantine is, was not going to, to change his mind, the leaders of the Union of Salvation elected Prince Sergei Trobetskoy as interim monarch. At the same time, Nicholas first sent his military troops to suppress the rebels. Meanwhile, the Southern Society in Kishnev was also stirring the unrest among the populace. Pestel, along with some other aristocrats, were arrested. However, after learning about the events in the Russian capital, St. Petersburg, the Southern Society rushed to free their leaders and other officers by force. Even though the two parties managed to assemble 3,000 soldiers, it wasn't enough against a far superior force that backed Nicholas I. The Imperial Army was nearly three times larger, and they easily suppressed their revolts. In the, in the following days, the aristocratic rebels were interrogated, tried, and convicted. On January 3rd, 1826, the four leaders from both parties were executed and the rest of the members I'd say were sent into exile in, in Siberia and the Far East. Even though the Decembers failed to succeed at the, at the revolt, their actions urged Nicholas I to pay closer attention to the internal issues that the Empire faced. In 1861, he abolished the serfdom and had Speransky finish the code of law that he started on during the early years of Alexander I's reign. I hope you learned something new today and enjoyed this episode. Good boy. Bye. Or my phone. Uh... I need to unlock it so I can say bye. Uh, bye.